For a few moments tonight, I want to take you to the book of Judges chapter 6. And I want to pick up on a story found there about a man by the name of Gideon that we are all familiar with. And I don't really have a sermon tonight as much as I feel like I have a message to deliver to our church family. Read with me, if you have your Bibles, from the 11th verse. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash, the Abazarite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? I want to use this tonight as a jumping off point and I want to talk to you about a summons to get up a summons to get up you know sometimes a preacher will give voice to things that many may have thought but were fearful to speak we are often called on to address the difficult questions of life. And who among us has not had our questions? Not once, but many times over in life, we have had questions about so many things that pertain to our own personal life. Who of us has not wondered or asked that inevitable question? Of why? About things that we cannot understand. You can hardly find a character in scripture that has not at some point or other in life asked the questions that plague so many today. Job had many questions. His heart Life were turned upside down by unspeakable events that were hard to reconcile with a man who was just and upright and feared God and eschewed evil. And Job, in the struggles of his own personal life, grappled with many questions that you and I are all familiar with. David was a man 
of many questions. I find one question that he asked on three different occasions. Why? 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 Even John the Baptist, the great preacher who ushered in the New Testament age, preached the power of the coming Christ, that he must increase and John must decrease. And yet there came a dark and difficult moment in his own life when he sent his, his disciples to Jesus to ask, are you he or should we look for another? Even our own Lord and Savior himself asked a question in a dark hour that seems almost anathema to us. I confess to you tonight that there are times, there are times in life when it is difficult to have faith. When the circumstances of life seem to mock the very promises of God. Doesn't matter who you are. There are times you are going to struggle with your own faith. You're going to struggle with reconciling what is happening to you right now with his word, with his promises, with all of the things that you have heard preached and spoken of in your life. You're going to struggle to reconcile your present circumstances with what God's word has to say about your life. In our text that we read from, God has appeared to Gideon for the purpose of encouraging him and not only encouraging him, but challenging him and calling him to a very special purpose. God was about to change Gideon's life and he was going to change the life of his own people, even when the circumstances looked their worst. But Gideon was too lost in what was going on around him to hear or believe what God was trying to say to him. Gideon said, how can God be with us when all of this is happening to us? How many people tonight listening to me are so lost in your own circumstances that you have become blinded to the possibilities of what could be even in this very moment. And God sent a preacher your way tonight to awaken you and tell you it's time to get up because God is about to do something great in your life. What is happening to you is not the most important thing that you need to focus on tonight. More importantly, what is not happening to you is not what you need to focus on. What you need to turn your eyes to tonight 
is the fact that the Lord is speaking to you even this very moment. Even as God was speaking to Gideon, though he did not recognize when he was wrestling with his circumstances and looking at his present situation and asking how could God be with us and all of this brokenness be here and all of this confusion and dysfunction and yet God was speaking and I want somebody to understand me tonight clearly the fact that God sent me here tonight to speak to you is a fact that tells me God is working in your life if he didn't care about you he would not take the time to give you a word but he has a word for you tonight and that word is it's time to get up and get moving how many tonight are lost in their life circumstances because that's all that they can see. And I am here to tell you tonight that God is wanting to open your eyes to something greater than your circumstances. They were difficult times. There is no question about it. For years, Israel had been plundered by their enemies And here Gideon was hiding, trying to salvage something for his own family. Gideon himself was a troubled spirit, to say the least, reconciling his circumstances with everything that he had heard. None of it made sense. It didn't seem to balance out. Nothing seemed right about what he had heard. Gideon's difficulty was to do what you and I have to often do in life, and that is reconcile what we are presently going through with what God has said about our life because our present circumstances may seem to contradict and belie what the Word has said about us. I have thought often recently of a man who came to this church on a Wednesday night out of nowhere, a man that I had never met. He stepped into my office and began to prophesy things to me concerning our church and concerning the future of the church. He prophesied of what we had been through and he had never been here. I had never met him before. There is no way he could have known the thing that he spoke into my heart that night except the Lord had revealed it to him. And then to look around and see what we're dealing with right now, it would seem a contradiction. But I'm here to tell you, there is no contradiction in him. That as sure as I stand before you tonight, God is working and God is moving. And you need to get your eyes off of your circumstances and start looking around for God to reveal himself in your life. There is no doubt that many people are asking Gideon's question even today. If God be with us, why has all of this befallen us? Some people are asking that question about COVID-19. Some are asking that question 
about a doctor's diagnosis or about a job situation or about an economic struggle they're going through right now. Or they're asking that about their own family situation. It may seem under the circumstances that God could not be near to you. But I've come to tell you he is very near to you right now. And he is speaking into your life even this moment. The fact that God would take the time to speak tells me that he has not forgotten us nor has he abandoned us. He is with me even this very moment. No matter what the facts shout, no matter what circumstances allege, no matter what troubles whisper into my life, God is speaking even now. It is remarkable to me that God would use and choose a man not only who had felt the strain of troubled times, but that strain had affected and torn his own mind until it was ripped with doubts. And God appears to Gideon and addresses himself to him in terms that contradict those feelings, his circumstances, his present situation, his actual condition, and God's word of promise. God said, Jehovah is with thee. They seem to be in conflict, but I'm here to tell you something tonight. When your world seems to be in conflict with his word, you better hold on to his word because God can change your world. God can change your present situation. And when your world is turned upside down, his word is settled forever. And that word will not lie. It will come to pass. Amen. God is with thee. And he has to stand on that word. So often God speaks into our lives things that seem too hard to grasp. When we look around us and we see what we're living through. But I want to tell you something tonight. I feel urgently in the Holy Ghost that the Lord gave me to say to someone, you cannot trust your feelings to testify to your future because your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will deceive you. We don't often feel the Lord is with us when we've lost our job or when we've lost a a, a loved one or when somebody has gotten sick or we face a financial crisis. But the truth is he is nearer then than any other other time in my life. You and I cannot trust our feelings. We must trust his word. The second thing that I want you to understand tonight is that your perception of life is not life's reality. I know 
the common statement that perception is reality. But this is one time when that is not the truth. Because Job's perception and Gideon's perception and David's perception and even John's perception was something different than the fact. You see, God was about to use Gideon in a way he could not even imagine. But at the last moment, this man was still struggling with his own faith. And God's statement to Gideon seemed almost a mockery in light of his present circumstances. But you hear me tonight. God will never speak a word of mockery in your life. When God speaks, you can take it to the bank. You can stand on it. You can count on it. And God basically is saying to Gideon, Gideon, it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to get moving. It's time for you to get out of the mully grubs. It's time for you to leave fear behind. I've got something for you to do and your perception of life is not life's reality. Amen. Gideon should be an encouragement to all of us tonight who struggle with the unanswerable questions when there's no visible evidence that supports such a claim that God is near. There are times in life that it looks like things contradict what we have been told. And I understand that. The question comes, if the Lord be with us, why then is all of this befallen us? Does this look like a blessed man? Does this look like a blessed family? There's got to be something wrong. Hear me tonight when I tell you that the sun can be hid by a cloud, but the clouds cannot change the nature of the sun. And I'm here to tell you tonight that though your present circumstances, the sun of righteousness may seem hid to you. His nature is still there. His power is still there and his hand is still reaching out to you and I. Amen. Cloudy circumstances cannot destroy your faith for it is the nature of faith. Listen to me. It is the nature of faith, not the quantity of faith that really matters in life. The trouble is all too often we're like Gideon who are living by sight and not by faith. We see no tokens of the Lord's presence. And therefore we surmise that he could not be with us. What a lie. What a lie. My perception is not the reality. The weakness of unbelief cannot stop the work of a little bit of faith. We think too much of ourselves too often and too little of him. When God began to converse with Gideon about what he had planned, Gideon argued with him because Gideon viewed himself. His eyes were too focused not only on his circumstances, but on himself. Listen to me tonight, church. You need to get your eyes off of yourself because you are never going to be adequate for the circumstances, but you and God will always make a majority. And when God's on your 
side. Who can be against you? Spiritual blessings are hard to be realized when there is an absence of material blessing. But you hear me? Just because the material is not there does not mean the favor is not there. Many who think that material blessings are the sign of God's favor find disappointment in life. But what I have learned is that I can trust His Word. I can trust His Word. I can trust His Word. I can trust His presence. I can stand on that Word. That Word will not fail me. That Word will not lie. There was no sign of God's presence or favor, and yet God was speaking to him. That in itself was enough. He saw no miracle there was no encouragement. He could not discern the presence of God in such dire circumstances. But God was there. God's way of dealing with us in our present difficulties, I believe, is so very important. And this is how God dealt with Gideon. The Bible said, and the Lord looked on him. I don't know that I can fully grasp the significance of that statement. And I know I can't do it adequate tonight in trying to preach to you. But there is a powerful message on the power of his look. For the Lord looked on him. And in looking on him, he looked the discouragement out of him. He looked the fear out of him. He looked the doubt out of him. He saved him from himself. We need God to look on us tonight and look us out of our fear and look us out of our doubt and look us out of our weariness and look us out of our fear. God look upon us tonight and he looked confidence into him. He looked hope into him. He looked might into him. And can I tell Greater Life Church tonight that God will to look that into you and I right now. He wants to look strength into us. He wants to look power into us. He wants to fasten his eyes upon us and us understand that he is with us. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Paul tells about an encounter and I am closing something that happened we have no recorded history of it in Scripture. There is nothing to tell us what Paul was talking about. But he shared it with the Corinthian church in the second book of Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 8 and 9. Something had happened to Paul that had shaken him to his core. Something that he describes in these terms. He said we were burdened beyond measure. We were burdened above strength. We even despaired of life. We had the sentence of death in us. Whatever it was. 
And we have no recorded history. Paul did not divulge what happened to him in Ephesus or somewhere in that vicinity. But something happened that shook even the mighty apostle Paul. And he was burdened beyond measure. And he was burdened above strength. And he despaired even of life. And he felt as though the sentence of death was upon him. Until the revelation came of what this was all about. And this is what he said in verse 9. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. If there's anything I need to tell Greater Life Church tonight, I need to tell you, we cannot trust in ourselves. We cannot trust in man's ability to save us. I know some of you are looking for a solution for COVID-19. Keep on looking. I hope they come up with one. But I'm here to tell you right now, my life is in His hands. And I am going to stand that way. I'm going to trust Him. I am going to believe Him that the one who has delivered me in my past, when I look back over my life and I see the many junctures in my life where God intervened and He saved me, And then I realize at the present, he has saved me even now. And when I look to the future, though I don't know what it is or what it holds, I can trust him that the God who kept me in the past and the God who is keeping me right now is going to keep me into that future event. Oh God, help us tonight to lean upon you, to trust in you and not in ourselves. I am here to tell you, I want you to do everything they ask you to do. Make every precaution. Wash your hands. Make sure you wear your mask. Do all of those safety protocols. But I'm here to tell you that in spite of all that you can do for yourself, you cannot save yourself. Only God can do that. And you better realize in this hour of crisis that we live in, that our hope is in Him alone. And if He does not save me I cannot be saved from anything but he will save me the reason I know that is because he has saved me and he is saving me right now and he's going to save me he's going to keep me and so God's word to you tonight is it's time to get up it's time to wash ourselves off. We've got something to do. We have a mission to fulfill. We have a divine purpose. Forget about your circumstances. I don't feel that way. Forget about your feelings because your feelings are lying to you tonight. Well, I don't perceive. Forget about your perception because your perception is not the reality. The reality is what this word said. The reality is that God is with me. And if God is with me, who can be against me? The reality is that he would go with me even to the ends of the earth. And I'm not there yet. I may be close, but I'm not there. But even if I get to the ends of the earth, he's going to be there. He's going to be with me every step of the way. 
And so it's time to get up. It's time to wash ourselves off. It's time to put the garment of praise on. It's time to lift up our head. We don't need to be afraid to come back to the sanctuary of the Lord. There's some people that are fearful. I can't come back there. That's where they got sick. No, you don't know that's where people got sick. And even if it was, you're going to get sick if you go to Kroger or Walmart. The fact is, somebody's going to get sick in this life. And somebody's going to die even when I don't want them to die. But that doesn't change the fact that God is with me. And God is with you in this crisis. And he will not fail us. He will not fail us. It's time to get up. It's time to let him look into us. Confidence. We've been looking at all the wrong stuff. We've got our eyes on everything but what matters. We're looking at the news. We're looking at all the reports. And I'm not saying don't look at them and don't don't read it. I'm just saying though when they come to the end of the day, you better make sure you look beyond that because my hope is not in this world. My hope is not in the answer of a president or any kind of political body. My hope is in God alone. It's time to get up. There's a summons tonight for Greater Life Church to get up. Get on your feet. Stand up and square your shoulders and look your circumstances in the eye and say you're a liar. God is with me. God is for me. And God will not fail me. Hallelujah. Father, right now, I pray for your people. This is your church. It is not my church. This is your church. You see every discouraged heart. You see every overwhelmed mind. You see every troubled spirit. You know every person tonight that's wrestling with the doctor's prognosis or wrestling with some news from the economic front or they're struggling to reconcile financial pressures under the situation that we're living in right now. But God, whatever the circumstances are, help us to get our eyes lifted high enough that we can see beyond those to see you, the one who sits upon the throne, the one who rules in the affairs of men, the one who has not relinquished control of my life, not for one moment. And I am in your hands. And we are in your hands. And you're going to lead us through. You're going to lead us out. You're going to lead us to victory. We're going to have a shout again. We're going to rejoice again. We're going to see victory like we've never seen. We're going to see unspeakable miracles happen. We're going to see thousands fall at the hand of just a handful of people that are standing up and being counted. God, be with us this week and let your presence be near us. And let your word speak ever into our hearts that we would not fail to realize that it's time to get up and it's time to go on. God bless you tonight, church family. I pray that you will allow the Holy Ghost to speak to you over the next few days, the next few hours. Let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you and let his presence saturate your 
room where you are and make you aware that he's here and he's speaking. And no matter what your circumstances may say, God's word trumps my present situation. Amen. Have a blessed night. Love you so much. We'll see you again Sunday. Until then, God bless you.